We've got our slam dunk student here, Ms. Hannah Casey. And we're going to talk about group rentals, which is a fantastic way to slam dunk on big time income on a rental. We're going to jump right in. If everybody's ready, buckle up. Here we go. So first of all, what is a what is a group house in general? These are the types of group housings that I see. And I want you guys to know something very important here. There's federal money allocated to help you start, run, maintenance, maintain, operate group housing. And there's state money. There's federal and state programs, right? So if you Google recovery housing program, HUD, for example, HUD stands for Housing and Urban Development. And recovery housing typically is referring to substance abuse and what we refer to a lot of times as sober living. Lots and lots and lots of money out there to, to own, operate these types of businesses. Grants, I mean, you can get paid from the government for how many beds you have. You can get assistance uh, for your employees that have to run that business. Um, I'm sure you have some experience with that, right, Hannah? Um, have you seen an openness for the government to step in and help out with these things? Absolutely. Um, and really the government, they have a big job on their hand because the issue of affordability and housing is, I would say it's already a crisis and it's going to continue to get worse as we go deeper and deeper into recession. So this is a really good business model. It's recession proof. You are never going to run out of out of tenants for this. There's never going to be a shortage of people that have addiction problems, especially in an uncertain world. Many of these nonprofit agencies, which are going to be different, you know, from different um, localities, they receive actually funding, a lot of funding from the government just for these specific types of programs. So they have money they have to use each year. And so really just got to reach out and ask for it. And it's it's not too difficult to to partner up with these agencies and get the rental assistance for the people in your homes. So if you have a big heart like Hannah does and you're a community-minded person, group housing is a way to go. I mean, it's a way to be a community member who's giving back to the community and build wealth. So let me, I'm going to say, here's some of the common types of group homes, because it's not just about substance abuse. I made an offer in a group home in Mississippi where it was um, disabled people. If the family isn't able to take care of those people, they can live in a group home. A lot of times these are in, in near medical plazas and medical facilities. Sometimes the hospitals are sending people like a, on a shuttle back and forth every day. Uh, because that's all connected into insurance and Medicare and Medicaid and all these things, right? But so you've got physically disabled people group homes. You've got neglected or abused youth. Those are types of group homes you can run. There's funding for all of these. Um, you've got homeless people. Okay, there's group homes for homeless people to help them get back on their feet again and transition back into the workplace a place for them to live while they're getting the jobs. Listen, there's not only federal and state money, but there's money a lot of times 
in cities, major urban cities. They want to help people get off the streets. They put up money for this. They also have tax benefits available for, for these types of housing. So they may, they may not charge you any property taxes, for example, inside of a city where you're doing a, a group house to help homeless people. So there's tons of benefits. You've also got VA, so veterans. Sometimes I've seen group homes for returning veterans, returning from uh, duty. Uh, and that can range from people who have gotten injured to people with psychological injuries to just veterans coming back who've been on, you know, abroad and they need a place to stay for a while before they transition back into civilian life. Um, and then another one I see a lot of is women's shelters. So this is abused or neglected are women that have lost their homes and have children. Okay. Women's shelters. Those are the common ones that I see. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good start. I mean, there's so many of these. It, it, it's really like how creative can you go? But even on top of that, you can also do senior homes. So let's think of, um, I think everyone's familiar with what an assisted living center is. Well, some older people, you know, they're, they're healthy and maybe they just are on a fixed income. So they need somewhere to live that's more affordable. So really like they don't necessarily want to go to an assisted living and feel like they're living in an institution. Maybe they want to be, you know, in community with other people their age. So you can do senior homes and just rent that out by the room. Um, I think you kind of alluded to people with disability. So that can be any type of physical disability or maybe some type of intellectual disability, adults with, you know, that are maybe have severe autism um, or even adults that have Down syndrome. They have a hard time being fully independent. That's a nice little intermediary familial environment for them to live in. The people that you put in the house should have something in common, right? So you kind of want to theme it like we're talking about. There's also houses to help people um, coming out of prison, prison reentry. Think about, you know, if if you've been in jail, it's almost impossible to qualify for a rental. And maybe maybe you're in prison for something that wasn't really that bad. You know, you were just young and dumb and messed up. Uh, or maybe you've done a lot of rehabilitation and a lot of work on yourself and you're ready to start over and you're just institutionalized, it's going to be very hard just to go back into straight into regular reality. A lot of times you'll see doctors and nurses all living together in a group home setting, like near hospitals and things like that. Um, th that is a really good business strategy because you've got, you've got people there that are going to pay the bills. You know, doctors and nurses are going to pay the bills. And a lot of times their employer is the one paying. Um, so you can charge premium rent. That's exactly right. They typically get a stipend and you can typically get about time and a half um, or in some cases double on the rent. It just depends on the market you're in, if it's a larger city. But yeah, there's all sorts of things you can do. You mentioned um, foster care youth. You can also work with foster care adults. So if somebody's in the foster care system and they turned 18, uh, they, you know, they're kicked out their assistance is gone. So you can get them all in a house and kind of provide them with little extra guidance. 
veterans, yeah. trafficking like, survivors too. Yes, yes. The, there's a whole sex trafficking, um, um, I would say, support system built around helping those survivors. That's exactly right. And that's another one that you're about to get uh, city, state and federal uh, funds for. When you Absolutely. get to the commercial world, like the nurses and the doctors, the um, you're not gonna. That's not gonna be subsidized. But a lot of times you will have, like, let's say. I, so I was I was building a um I was building a group home in near near me a couple miles down the street. I took an old house, I completely gutted it out, and I was I was rearranging it to where I was building a bedroom and a bathroom for every tenant. Right. And in our community, if you have a bedroom and a bathroom, you could charge $750 a month. Those would be construction workers. So that's people who are working at the chemical plants here in our in our community. But the thing is, is that a lot of times the company they work for will pay this bill. Those usually aren't going to be subsidized by government, but it's still a very, very good strategy. So, so think about it. So I, I, this house that I was doing, I could have rented this house just straight up as a long-term rental for about $1,600 a month, $1,600 a month. Or I was turning it into five rooms that I was going to rent between $650 and $800 a month, depending on the size of the rooms. But I mean, even five times five, so even five rooms times 500 a month, that's $2,500 a month or $1,600 a month, right? So $1,000 more, $900 more based on extremely conservative numbers just by turning it into a group home for construction workers. So you can see how profitable this, this is. And what I like when I talk to Hannah, I like that I can see her heart come through. I instantly can see in your face and feel in your energy a compassion and a gentleness and a tenderness that is inspiring. It inspires me, honestly. Like it's, I can see your heart. And so if you are the type of person who has a big heart like Hannah, who maybe is a church going person, who maybe has, has been through hardship in your life, who has family with substance abuse problems or any of these things like this is a way one of the only ways that that i know of in real estate to tap into your compassion to deeply be a giver and to also build long-term income and wealth group housing is the way to go so i'm going to give you the last word hannah yeah so thanks jane do you have me i'm trying not to tear up over here but <laughs> um that was that was really sweet and yeah i just want to reiterate that you probably this probably shouldn't be something you go into like if you're not super you know passionate about it or inspired to do it because you do need to put the people first but if that is your if you're the caretaker type personality and like maybe you have some kind of personal relationship to something like this it's a no-brainer and I think there's a misconception in the world sometimes that if you want to help people you have to be poor doing it and it's actually the opposite. There's room for both. You can find the money for this. You don't have to have money. You, people will uh, um, people will donate money. People will be investors. People will help you get lined up for grants. 
This is a great, great, great opportunity. So do not sleep on group homes. And with that, we're going to let it go. And we're going to just keep on moving forward in our real estate investing journey. Education makes all the difference. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you're ready to level up your real estate investing journey, go over to 90upchallenge.com. 90upchallenge.com, where we offer online courses, group coaching, and one-on-one coaching. We hope to see you there.